welcome to Head of the Class, a podcast produced by Our Schools USA. We are Christina Gagne, the former school board member, and Christy Hurst, a former teacher and current public school parent. Hello, we are coming to you today to talk to you about how we're not okay with the lack of experience that's invading public education leadership. Uh, Today's podcast topic was inspired by the emergence of an attack on both expertise and experience in public education. Over the past several years, expertise and experience as an educator or administrator has been severely dismissed by the extreme far-right political interests and far-right parent groups that have emerged post-pandemic. That is absolutely correct. And I had a front row seat to some of this as a member of a school board, but all of us can appreciate the things that we see every day in our own communities as well in the national headlines. And while the devaluation of expertise has become a trend across government, uh, it's become far more prevalent in the public education space. And this has actually manifested itself in a variety of ways. I will take you through them very quickly. First, um, by challenging teachers' ability to implement curriculum, we are seeing laws passed at the school board level and state level across the country that are really, you know, hampering teachers' ability to implement curriculum, whether they are requiring teachers to post their curriculum so far ahead of time that it doesn't allow for flexibility or telling teachers to teach things that, you know, frankly, have nothing to do with the, you know, well-being and education of students that has really hampered teachers and their ability to implement curriculum. The second is the hampering of school librarians' capacity to select and manage school libraries. Um, You know, colloquially at this point, book bans. You see that across social media and across national headlines. But this is something where school librarians who are, you know, used to be these beloved, you know, sources of information in schools now have book bans and this politicization of, you know, what they actually include in their libraries day to day. Uh, We're also seeing that administrators are getting admonished and attacked uh, for their enforcement of state and federal laws that apply to the governance and education provided within schools. We saw this across the country with the pandemic, where administrators were forced to implement laws that came down related to COVID. But now this has expanded to a variety of other laws that are put in place to protect students and staff. One thing that we're seeing is the enforcement of laws that protect LGBTQIA plus students and staff. Um, Another way we're seeing this is that you see school boards as well as state legislatures uh, passing policies that just make it difficult for teachers, librarians, counselors, and administrators to do their jobs. And so they're adding layers of bureaucracy. Um, They're making it exceedingly difficult for, you know, teachers in particular to, you know, abide by other laws and make sure they're not, you know, breaking the law while also trying to teach their students. Um, Another way we're seeing this is we see the firing of highly qualified district leaders. Superintendents have been fired across the country. We've seen the most firings in the state of California since the 2022 election. Um, But we're seeing this across the country, um, sort of ignoring that these people have spent their life in public education, both in the classroom as school site administrators like principals and assistant principals and then in district offices. And finally, and I think one of the things that has become the most dangerous for public education is that we're electing and appointing people who are just wholly unqualified to do the jobs. So whether it's to a school board or running an entire state department of education, you know, we're seeing people who do not have the qualifications to do the job set before them. And that is becoming a exceedingly big issue in public education. 
An obvious recent example of this, though, of unqualified appointments phenomenon, <laughs> is Ryan Walters, my new favorite superintendent <laughs> of public instruction. And he is not my new favorite, uh, <laughs> if you don't get my sarcasm, who is the superintendent of public instruction for the entire state of Oklahoma. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have seen this circulating on social media, but in case you haven't, let me give you a brief um, overview of what's been going on. So Adams recently has come under fire because he made the outrageous comment. I, I can't, I mean, it's really hard to even put your mind around this um, regarding teaching about the Tulsa race massacre and Oklahoma requires that to be taught in their classrooms um, for quite a while. And his, he was questioned, asked if when he was questioned if that teaching about the Tulsa race massacre was a violation of his anti-CRT policy. And his response was that, quote, let's not tie it to the skin color and say the skin color determined that. I mean, how, how, how can you say that skin color does not have to do with the Tulsa race massacre. It's the Tulsa race massacre. And, and and it was all about skin color. How can you possibly teach that without teaching it was tied to skin color? I, I just, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around it. Um, he even went on and further spoke at the Moms for Liberty Summit earlier this month. And he reiterated the same sentiment again. Yes, it's absolutely insane. Um, and again, I, I really cannot, I cannot fathom why these people keep doubling down because this is not the first outrageous thing that uh, Mr. Walters has said over the past couple of weeks. There's been now like a greatest hits album of things that he's said that any state superintendent of public instruction should not be saying because your job is to manage education for every single student and family across the state that you are supposed to be, um, you know, the, the top education chief of. And, you know, frankly, that is not the interest that he has. But this is the danger of political appointments. Now, there are political appointments clearly in different positions of government across the country. But I mean, when the appointments are, you know, hyper politicized around certain issues and particularly in public education. And we have seen a rash of appointments where people are getting appointed because they have certain very far right viewpoints and certain yeah. politicians want those types of people running public education, whether that's at the local level or at the state level. But that's the danger is when these people go in with a political agenda. It's not just because they are a Republican or a Democrat and they have a connection and they're getting appointed. That's a whole other podcast for a whole other nonprofit <laughs> organization, <laughs> Our Schools USA. But what I'm saying is that they are getting appointed to basically perpetrate an agenda. And in this case, it was anti-critical race theory and a lot of the things that you are seeing on the far right as it relates to public education. Um, but Mr. Walters actually has an interesting history. He wasn't always as anti-woke as he claims to be. Yeah. So let's talk a little about who uh, Mr. Walters is and how he got to this position. Um Actually, he does have some experience teaching. Uh, this actually, this is shocking. <laughs> he was a high school AP history teacher um, as of 2019. So there's audio of him teaching about race issues as a teacher. So it is 
shocking to see how he's evolved. Um, I wonder what happened in that time that caused him to change the direction of what he thought and believed, but he was an AP history teacher in 2019. So he gets appointed um, to be the Oklahoma secretary of education. That is after he's teaching history for a little bit. Then he leaves that position briefly to run a nonprofit. Now here's where another interesting piece of information comes in. This nonprofit is now under investigation for misallocating millions in funding from a 2021 federal program that was intended to help low-income Oklahoma families homeschooling during the pandemic. Um, This information just came out right before he went to the Moms for Liberty Summit in Philadelphia this month to speak. So this is an active investigation that's ongoing. Um, He is probably going to get in trouble for this misallocation of funds. Millions of dollars were misallocated. And this program was ran across many states. And Oklahoma, under his direction, was the only state that has any indication they have misused this funding. So he's in trouble with that. And that we're going to be following to see what happens. That's happening right now. Um, After he left this position with the nonprofit, he ran for the elected position of superintendent of public instruction. That really uh, warms my heart that (laughs) voters of Oklahoma decided to elect a fraudster who misallocated millions of dollars of federal funds but the reasons he got elected, I think, are the most troubling. And, and this really demonstrates the work that those of us who are trying to protect and defend public education need to do. He ran by pushing anti-critical race theory disinformation. And for those of you that do not under sort of understand the politics around critical race theory, first and foremost, it's not taught in K through 12 public schools. So I don't care what you're hearing in your local community from people going to board meetings or what you see pushed down from national organizations. It's simply not taught in public schools at that level. So go to a law school or go to a college. um, There might be a course on that. You're not going to find it in K through 12 education. But he ran on the sentiment that parents and community members and voters in Oklahoma were led to believe that this is being taught in schools. And so this is a great example of where we really do need to be out there educating voters and educating families. He also was a proponent of one of my other favorite rumors, um, which is, and you may have seen this, this is one of my favorite way all right education rumors that I also, as a school board member, started hearing about. And I could not believe that things had gotten this bad. I did too. I did too. I had people in the district reaching out to me asking if this was true in our our schools. So yes, it is kitty litter boxes in school bathrooms that schools are now being forced to put kitty litter boxes so that students can use the kitty litter boxes instead of using the toilets in school bathrooms. Now, just sit with that for a minute. This is one of those ones where if you are a rational, reasonable person, um, you should not believe this whatsoever. But this got traction all over conservative media. This is what Ryan Walters was pushing when he ran for superintendent. People voted for him believing the things that he was saying. And now as a superintendent of public instruction in Oklahoma, you know, he is continuing to push these conspiracy theories. He's continuing to say things that he knows are incorrect. And we know he knows they're incorrect because he used to teach history. Um, and he used to actually, in his own lessons, say 
certain things that now he is saying are not true. And so Mr. Walters, you know, the dissonance and when he was in the classroom versus now that he's managing the people who are in the classroom is outstanding. But this is an example of somebody who took a very hard right turn politically. And there's one of two things that happened. The first is that he changed his views. I don't personally believe that. I no. think that these people are totally fake and full of it. Yes. And they seize on an opportunity. And these issues started bubbling up during the pandemic. And he was somebody who took advantage of these issues and sort of made exactly. into this anti-woke, you know, hero, if you will. Um, but he was teaching this stuff that he is now denouncing just a couple of years ago. So to be in the classroom with a direct responsibility to students teaching history, and then you're teaching it in a particular way, directly impacting students, and then to run to start, you know, the head of education, Oklahoma, and say what you were doing yourself a couple years ago was wrong, that is absolutely atrocious. And, you know, it really does underscore when people are put in these positions and they frankly just don't care about public education. I mean, he's yeah. basically throwing fellow Oklahoma educators under the yep. bus uh, mm -hmm. uh, when it relates to what they're teaching in the classroom. Um, but this is what happens when you have people in these positions with no experience. And we really have started to see in public education, whether it's on school boards or superintendents, and now at the state level, like really appreciate that this person runs public education in Oklahoma. Like it's, that, it's, no it's wild to it's it's wild to think about it. Yeah, um, and but this is what happens when you get people with no experience and no expertise, and they are running just for political reasons, and then they get elected or they get appointed. This is what we're stuck with. People who don't understand the nuance of doing the job. They have not worked their way through the ranks. They have not held other elected positions. They have not held other positions outside of the classroom. They have not even been a school site principal managing a school. And now they're managing the, all the schools in the state of Oklahoma. Um, you know, that's not a line of expertise and experience that, that I would want in somebody who is leading public instruction in a state. And I think most parents and most rational voters would agree you'd want someone who has that experience. You'd want someone who's been in the classroom, who's run exactly. a school site, who's worked in a district office, maybe even worked in the State Department of Education or worked in an education nonprofit. You would want some experience with all things public schools before that person were to take that high of a position in public education. But the other danger of having people in those positions is that the people who work for them, who see that they're there politically and see that they're not there in the best interests of the students and the teachers and the families who are impacted and go to our public schools, is that, you know, we're already facing a shortage of teachers and math and science as a teacher shortage across the country. It's most widely felt in states with the most aggressive anti-education policies, such as Florida, Oklahoma is going to have similar issues. And this is not something that we can afford for our students and families, but this is what happens when these people get appointed. So we just want to spend a little time shedding a little light on who Mr. Walters was. Um, I'm sure you've seen some of his comments across the media. You may have read about the things that he said, along with other colleagues of his at the Monster Liberty Summit. Um, but once again, I, we're not okay with Ryan Walters. We're not okay what's happening and okay. And I hope you're not as well. This has been Head of the Class, a podcast produced by Our Schools USA. Once again, we are Christina Gagne, the former school board member. And Christy Hurst, a former teacher and current public school parent. And always remember, don't get mad.
Get organized.